some people don't know how to let go of certain friendships either that are yeah clearly toxic they've expired yeah that have been expired but yet you're still trying to cling on and yet there's nothing but toxicity but sometimes we do we don't think we could do any better listen it's not it's not to talk down to anybody though but yo listen what do you think you deserve some of y'all need to hear this you deserve better i'll be wanting to strangle people sometimes with that too bro like they just don't grasp that idea at all bro bro they don't they don't but the thing about it is that before god can give you better you have to let go of what is in your hands What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Valley of the Rogue podcast once again. Today's episode is one where we discuss relationships. And as Christians, what should we expect out of relationships? Not just romantic relationships, but the friendships that we have in this life and how we should carry ourselves in all of the relationships that we have. Today's episode is an insightful conversation with a close friend of mine. I hope that you guys enjoy. Let's get right into it. Peace. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Eric, here again with the Valley of the Heroic podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I have the privilege, the honor, just the joy of being here with a very close friend of mine, um, Joshua, Josh, Jesh, and <laughs> Boyo Loco. No, that's not his nickname. I just said that right there. It was definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, I'm here with a very close friend of mine, and um. Yeah, you know, I'm just super excited about whatever the conversation will develop into today and want to introduce you to this dope character that I call a friend and and a godfather to my second daughter, Lily. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just overall a dope dude. Uh, Josh, tell them about you a little bit, just so that whoever doesn't know you can get to know what you're about, what you're passionate about, what you've been doing lately, stuff like that. Yeah, so for me, uh, I'm an artist. I love movies uh obsessed with anime um and i just love having real conversations that's always been my heart uh i'm passionate about people uh god's still dealing with me in a lot of areas too where uh with patience <laughs> when it comes to people <laughs> but i know that's my calling and as much as i try to run away from it it always finds its way back to me you know what i'm saying like even with this podcast i'm a very low-key individual and i can't escape it no matter what i do so but we here though Yo, it'd be the most low-key people who are just, a lot of times you just want to just chill, but at the, at the same time, you have this like fire inside of you just to serve people and to help people get to a better place. But then that yeah. means that you got to be around people. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, balancing that can be tough, man. Absolutely. Balancing that can be tough. I think that's why we relate a lot too, because I think uh, social anxiety is a big thing for me too. Like mm. I'm selectively extroverted you know what i'm saying like i have to go out with a plan if there's no plan i'm not leaving the house like it's just that simple what does a plan look like for you when you got to go and leave the house and what makes you feel comfortable until i know i gotta know who's going where we're going what time if it's past 10, 10 p.m we're not going out you know what i'm saying like i have a very strategic <laughs> when it comes to that bro like i I need to do that. Like, if, if not, I don't like the uncertainty. I don't like of not knowing what to expect. I don't like surprises. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of that, like, plays a big part. Like, even I went to the city with Jeff, you know, our boy, in, uh, on Sunday. And I said, listen, it's an in and out situation. I hate the city. There's too many people. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I can't do it, bro. Bro, that's crazy because I'm not a big fan of the city either, bro. But it has so much to offer, though. That's why I get mad. I'm like, all the cool stuff is in the city. It is. It's a quest and a mission. That commute sometimes. I'd be like, bro, we could turn around and just go to Hoboken and call it that. <laughs> the mini city. No, I don't even really know what it is that, um, what's, what is it about New York? Um, but just going over there, it just, it just feels like a heavy cloud sometimes. And I'm just like, dang, I'm not really trying to do that. But like you said, there's a lot of dope spots over there and a lot of like really cool things that you could do. So it's like balancing that can be like, yeah. super weird. But at the same time, that's kind of like a bigger picture of or a smaller picture of what we would deal. And we've talked about this um, at length before because, you know, you have your whole uh, creative aspect of being a rapper and, and having to be around people and stuff like that if you're going to serve them. But at the same time, being a homebody 
It's like balancing that can be super rough. And I know that for me, um, there are times where like you really have to kind of like push yourself. You have to really push yourself to, to, to go out there and do the things that maybe you don't necessarily have to do. And there's so many things that we could apply that to. We could apply that to like, um, uh, your weight, weight loss journey, um, being like creative and trying to like live out your purpose for God, going to the city, um, for you probably even getting married right now. You know, we'll talk about that a little bit, but there's like a lot of stuff that, yo, you want to experience and you want to experience it to the highest degree. Like you want it to be the best that it could possibly be, but in order for it to be the best that it could possibly be, you have to be uncomfortable at times. Absolutely. Definitely. I have to compromise and bite the bullet every now and then, you know, and then surprisingly, when you do do that, you know, you do end up having a great time. So you do have to like do it afraid sometimes. Absolutely. have to do it afraid. You know what I mean? So facts. It's it's something to put yourself out there. It's such a Christian thing to say, though. Do it afraid. (laughs) But it'd be facts, though. It'd be like, oh, I hate when people tell me that, but it's true. Like, I was about afraid. to say, where are you about to go? You about to go take a, a, a trip real quick? It's like, I'm about to do it afraid right now yeah. for whoever's listening because he just got off of his seat for a second. I was like, nah. where are you going? You know, it's crazy, bro. So this is the seat you recommended me, but it don't feel the same. I don't know. Maybe because I got it in black. No racial. But bro, it's look, it's the same seat. Is it? Nah. Yeah. Nah, your head rest yeah, bro. It's the same seat. Not bougie. Like, it's wide. Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, that's what you're saying. Yours looks mad nice. Just look like it got. I don't know, bro. We're gonna have to take a picture, picture later, and compare. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I think you uh, said uh, you said earlier that um, that guy's been dealing with your patience lately. Walk me through that. What does that what does that look like for you? Dang, bro, that's heavy. <laughs> that's heavy. Um, I don't even know where to begin with that angle. Lot of um. Give me an example. So I think I had to come to conclusions where, so for me, I go very hard for people. I I give them, you know, I, I give 110% to all my friendships. So I feel like when that's not reciprocated, you know what I'm saying? Or like, not that it's reciprocated, right? Because I'm a low maintenance guy. I don't expect like an everyday conversation with my boys, but like, it, I just think it's crazy. Like, so for an example, I can give you an example. So for me, I'm all about transparency and having conversations with my friends, right? To me, like, if there's a a disagreement or there's a misunderstanding, let's have a conversation. So I and I feel like that's a mature thing to do, right? A lot of people don't even do that anymore, where they just have conversations, they just block people and have resentment. Um, which I've done that. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but I'll have these conversations with people, and then we think we come to an agreement, then I come to find out later. You know, they're talking crap behind my back and this, this, and that. And I'm like, dang, bro, we had a conversation. Like, I was honest with you. I was vulnerable with you. And I feel like there's no better way than to go about working out a friendship than having a conversation. So I'm like, dang, I did everything right as a good friend would and had a conversation with you. And it's still, I still got disrespected. So I had to come to terms with that, man. Like, I can't expect people to to be mature enough to be able to handle that. You know what I mean? And I have to be okay with it. I can't expect me from other people. And that's just the reality of it. You know what I mean? So I think I had to, lately I've been learning to be content, even in the disappointment, you know, in those disappointments. I just can't be mad at that. I can't expect myself from others. So that's been kind of like a, a big thing for me. And I think maybe uh, sometimes it's like a double-edged sword, right? Because then for me, it's like, yo, screw everybody. I'm just not going to talk to people because clearly people are just going to keep train me or keep playing me in the long run so i'd rather just not be cool with people at all you know what i mean so it's a fine line where you get real cold real quick you know what i'm saying because a lot of people do that too right like people always talking about oh i got trust issues and stuff like that it's a product of them going the other way and just saying yo i'm just done i'm not even gonna try anymore but you know what yeah i'll say say this though like the the fact that you're able to be honest about all of the emotions that you're experiencing along with the expectations that you have in light of that says a lot because I think that what a lot of people do is, and I feel like this is more where I would find myself at, is that I also had expectations on friends um, in the past. And then when those expectations weren't met, 
rather than confronting them like you were talking about it, which it is, in my opinion, the best thing to do. It's like, yo, we have uh, we have a, uh, a it doesn't even have to be like a big issue. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. Even, it could just be like friction sometimes, bro. It could just be like it could just be that expectation. It could just be like, let's say uh, you and I because uh, we're friends. Right. Let's say that I just feel like you could be more um, more open with me as your boy. And I feel like you're holding back from me or something like that. You know, maybe that's not the best example, but um, I'm really looking for a small example that would be hard to explain. Right. And many times it's like because it's hard to explain and you don't know exactly what your expectation is, but you want more from that friendship or maybe it was a serious situation. Either way, many times people choose not to talk about it. Yeah. And then they had that expectation in their heart. Um, And see me, what I do is instead of like keeping the expectation and holding it against that person, I'm not really a grudge person. Um, Fortunately, like I, you know, I guess God's, gave me a, a, a degree of a gift of forgiveness, right? Um, but at the same time, what happens is, is that then I don't try, you know, or, or, or I don't expect nothing from no one. But, or uh, I'll just be all sad boy <laughs> by myself, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then you have all of these things, these expectations that you're internalizing and um, yeah, you're not like holding holding it over people's heads, but you're also not talking to them about it. So you're not even giving people a chance. Mm-hmm. And then now you frustrated, you're carrying this frustration and shame or whatever the case may be inside of your heart and it's not dealt with. Right. So for me, like I just really commend you for the fact that you tried, right? And sometimes the, the sucky part about it is that you're going to try because I have tried before. And I have tried having conversation with people and you just feel like either they don't, they're not committed. They're not committed. They don't even try when you try. You're like, yo, I feel like we really need to have a conversation. Maybe they don't show up or whatever the case may be, or they do and you think you're good. And maybe they do something along the lines of what you said earlier, where they, you know, keep talking mess behind your back. And that's, you know, that's just really unfortunate, you know, especially in the church. We'd be looking at all types of crazy for for the main reason that we are human beings and we're all messed up. Well, um, but it's like, you know, I don't know, bro. Like it reminds me of the fact that lately I just been really disappointed in in human beings, bro. Just straight up human beings. Bro. Like you and and carrying that um frustration and just expecting good from people, um, expecting good even from myself. Bro, like when I'm, I mess up and I'll fall, I fall short and then being mad at myself, like, dang, I could have done better. It's like, how do we yeah. balance that? You know? Yeah. And then how are you patient with people in light of that? That's tough. That's what I'm saying. That's such a heavy topic because that's like a day to day, like still figuring that out. Right. Like you just don't have an answer to that. It's just something that you're continuously learning and growing through, you know? But you see, I don't want to also be that guy where I don't expect anything from anyone because I know there is good people out there with wholehearted, genuine intentions. Because I, I don't also want to rob myself too of what I deserve and rob myself of the good people that will come into my life and be there for the long run either. So I've also learned that too, where I don't want to become bitter from those past disappointments, but understand too that um, there's still people out there that, you know, that will change their mind. And I've seen that multiple times yeah. already. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's like the cliche that says that uh, that hurt is what makes the the good feel good. You know, because you experience that low, low when you experience that high. Yeah. You know, with that person or that relationship, it makes it feel all the more sweeter because you know what it feels like to mm-hmm. be in a crappy situation. Is that you know what I'm saying? You end up finding out what you really want, and so you need that. You need those things to happen, unfortunately, to find out who your real friends are. So, I mean, shout out to the people who expose themselves in the long run. You know what I mean? Like, show them, <laughs> yeah. they show you the true colors and be grateful for that. Yeah. That's so real. That's so real. And, you know, like one thing that I had to learn at one point also was that um, there are people that are going to be in your life only for a season. 
Absolutely. Not everybody is meant, you know, like, and, and even, even the people that are in your life for a season, they're only going to be in your life to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't expect like, yo, <laughs> some of y'all saw the first episode where I interviewed Jeff. Now, let me talk to y'all about Jeff real quick, right? Me and Josh are gamers, right? We have been gamers for a very long time, okay? Whoa. We cannot expect Jeff to hop on a game with us. <laughs> maybe one time, maybe one time. Nah, but if you try to get him like on a box nights in a row thing, bro, it's like, it's not going to happen. So my man, when the PlayStation 5 came out, right. <laughs> <laughs> when the PlayStation 5 came out, Jeff was oh hitting me up every day to try to find a PS5. My man was going so hard in the paint to find and acquire a PS5. He was- Every Twitter post. Um, every Twitter <laughs> post. Every everybody announcing links, he was clicking every link. My man, he ended up getting two or three. I think it was. Yeah, two. one for him, one for his brother. Brother, yeah. That's it. Okay, so he got two. Which let me tell you something. <laughs> if you don't know, like Josh, you didn't get one, right? You got one oh. way later. You had to way wait later. And that's only because of wifey. Shout out to wifey. Yeah, bro. Like it was hard to get the PS Five for the first year when it came out. Yeah. And Jeff got two. Like he I'm telling you, he was on it. Because <laughs> I was on it. I was on it pretty well too, but not even as hard as him. And Word. um yo, my man got two PS5s and then never played it. <laughs> bro, I think it's still catching dust to this day. Like God, like bro. Holder, bro. That's it. It's bro, a that thing that thing that thing has become a part of his wall. <laughs> <laughs> Like bro, that thing wow. that thing has gotten no play. Literally. But, but then we were him. clowning him for the longest. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. Well, no, no, uh it's like, but that's his Jeff, you know what I'm saying? Like yo, I feel it like is. I'm like we're so close that like I I that's a Jeff thing to do. I'm like, oh yeah. It is a Jeff thing. It is a Jeff thing to do. But the funny part about that is is that we can't expect Jeff to be a gamer. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't make that doesn't make Jeff any less of our friend, right? Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And so there's people that are gonna be in your life who are gonna be there for a season. There's gonna be people in your life who are going to be in different like categories or whatever the case may be of expectation. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain people that are gonna be there for different things, and if you expect everything out of certain people then honestly, you need to realign your expectations because imagine if me and Jeff were just, me and uh, Josh were like, yo, um, dang, man, uh, Jeff never wants to play with us. And then we like got in our feelings about it. It's really yeah. small, right? But let's say it was our main way of bonding or our main way of de-stressing. And right. then, you know, Jeff never cares about it or he's right. just like really like lax about it and he could go without it and it doesn't really matter to him. You can really mess around and get it twisted and start to get in your feelings about something that is not that serious. Yeah. And I've seen people do that. I've seen people do that. And so um, that's not to say that there are, aren't things that, you know, you're going to have to have conversations with your friends about and you're going to have to talk to your friends about because they're, they're more serious, but it's just a caution to anybody that might be listening as you guys listen to us. I have this conversation that, you know, to be aware of the fact that it's okay that certain friends will only be around for certain things. Yeah. It's okay that, that not all of your friends love Jesus. So that's real. That's oh. also real. That's also real. Oh, the word says, do not be friends with the world. Okay. I know, I know what, I know what scripture is saying there. Do you know what it's saying there? Right. Do you know that the fact that you still need to be able to preach the gospel to unsaved people? And the only way you could do that is buying through relationship. Absolutely. So it's funny you say that. Come on, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Nah, go ahead. Nah, so, so this is actually, this is actually really dope. I actually haven't told a lot. Um, I think only like my wife knows about this friend. So I have a coworker of mine. I'm super cool with him. So he's gay. <laughs> atheist and like literally wears a pen of pentagram shirt every day to work yo that's crazy we have, we have the most dopest 
conversations. Like I talked to him about my side. We talked to him. He talks to me about his. And yo, it's so insightful, bro. Like, and then this is where we have the healthy conversations, right? About this. Because I feel like it, talking to him gave me hope, hope in humanity again. And here's why. So we had this discussion. And I told them, bro, it's crazy how we're cool. I'm a Christian. You're literally an atheist, you know, and you also, you know, you play for the other team. That's, that, you know, and we're, and we're still mad cool. And why is that? So we talked about it like, bro, we don't have to agree to agree with each other's walks to be cool. Mm-hmm. And to me, that hit me so hard because if you look on social media now, right? Like, if you, know, if you don't, you don't disagree on the slightest thing, right? Like, no, it's blue. No, it's pink. Like, people just want to have beef. Like, genuine yeah. beef. Like, nah, bro, I'm yeah. off you. You know what I'm saying? Over like the littlest things. So I'm like, bro, it's so dope how like we can have our differences and respect each other's, you know, respect each other's differences and still be cool, bro. If we were to do that more often, bro, the world would be in such a healthier place, right? Rather than us always yeah. debating and arguing all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and again, like, again, not being so close-minded, bro. Like the fact that uh, I feel like I learned a lot from him in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was no judgment. There was no ignorance. It was more like, yo, I just want to hear your heart. And bro, he blew my mind, and it even gave me um, even more love. You know what I mean? For the, you know, by having those conversations. And, and, and look at it this way: if anybody is going to bring that man to Jesus, do you? That is going to be somebody handing him a uh 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 this Bible track. You remember the Bible tracks back in the day? Oh man, <laughs> those things never worked. The, bro, those days they had the black and white illustrations that they would have like one color and that it'd be like um you are going to hell or something crazy like that right i mean at one point i think they worked i guess but bro you think it's gonna be that guy that's handing that to him or let's make a modern one right like you think it's gonna be somebody at the mall who's like yo jesus loves you and god wants you to know that he cares about you or do you think it's gonna be somebody that literally shows him the love of christ by loving him even though they are completely different right who's it that was true it's going to be the friendship that they had, man. Right. I don't want to limit God and say that it can't happen the other way. But, but that's the way you When have you ever heard a testimony of, uh, of someone saying, just, yo, right. I was in right. the slums and I got this Bible yeah. fracture. Like, you never yeah. hear a testimony. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying, like, I'm not saying, I'm saying God can do it if he wants to do it. Right. But the, the chances of that, I. You know, if I was a betting man, I probably wouldn't bet on that one. I'd bet on the friendship, you know, and, and it might not even be you, right? It might be that this God uses that relationship to soften him up to it through years and years of friendship. And this is the thing, like people don't realize one of the things that like God's been really teaching me lately is we don't have the ability to hold two truths at the same time. Man. I like that. We go so hard for our truth. And I think that what happens is right now, because Christians, yeah, we don't look so good. And so we feel like we're on the, the defense. And that means that a lot of us start to attack and start to try to defend ourselves. But all you do when, when somebody like, if somebody came up to you in the street and you know that everything that they're saying to you is not true. When you engage them, all you're doing is engaging them in their foolishness. Mm-hmm. What are you gaining? And yep. what are you losing? That's very true. And there's so many people out there who are just like, they're going so hard for the things that we believe in. And yo, I commend them. I commend them for 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 standing up with passion, but at the same time, that passion could get so misguided. I've seen some crazy stuff, and it's I'm like, that's why we out here looking crazy many right. times. But that's my thing too, though. Like I think I, I seen somewhere where someone said like, "Yeah, I'd rather win the argument than the soul." Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like that's crazy. Like you want to like being right is like the, your only priority. You don't even want to meet them halfway or sympathize or even Bro. again come to an understanding right but instead it's like you got to be right and again when we end up again proving our point that's why people don't want to rock with christians bro because yeah they don't yeah it's like 
It's like we've become so bad at the dynamics of relationship, the simple dynamics of relationship. And a lot of people don't understand, simply don't understand that just because you are a Christian, it doesn't mean that you don't have to put in work to be a better person. That's word. A lot of people think I'm Christian now. Jesus saved me. That's true. Jesus is sanctifying you. That's true. God is working in your heart. That's true. But then they go out and they start acting all types of foolish in the name of God. Yeah, man. That that's the part that you going like. I'd be so tight about that. Like, yo, I sometimes I'll literally go into people's comments and I'll be like, yo, on behalf of the Christian church, we do not claim this person. <laughs> yo, so Alan, you're doing you're doing God's work, bro. You're doing God's work. <laughs> we have to, bro. Cause if not, the narrative gonna do it for us. You know what I'm saying? Hello, so, bro. It's so unfortunate. Like, yo, if we could just get back to the truth of love, bro, because the fact of the matter is that uh, your friend, he is loved by God. He has value, right? He's an amazing person, probably. And people will look at the fact that he's an atheist, right? And and they'll look at the fact of his sexual preference and they'll 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 look at him like he has less value because of that. Right. Or, or, and you know what? Let's, let's have the conversation, bro, because this is my thing. I might get canceled before this podcast even gets t taken off, but <laughs> uh, bro, this is my thing, right? The biggest reason that I have seen that people can't, um, that people find this so easy to attack the LGBTQ community is because it is a sin, right? That they themselves never would see themselves committing. Mm. It is easy for me to attack something that I cannot identify with. But, yeah. Right? Because if we take all the sins and put them on the table and the word says you commit one, you commit one sin, you commit them all. Exactly. Right, let's let's we're not even gonna go into the whole the whole debate because it's so complicated yeah. and I'm still generating my views. But let's just start off with this basic truth. Mm. The fact that many Christians find it so easy to go so hard against gay and lesbian people because they would never struggle with that. Right. Yo, you've seen how nasty people get. Absolutely. Like, imagine a person, uh, a, a gay couple coming into a, into a church. Nine out of ten churches are going to lose their mind. Mm. They won't be able to accept them. They won't be able to love on them. They wouldn't even be able to. They would. They wouldn't even be able to be in their presence. And many times they would be repulsed by them. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because they deserve the love of Jesus too. They deserve the love of Jesus just as much as somebody who comes into that church, a couple that straight up be lying to pe lying to people and stealing from them. Yeah. Or whatever example you want to come with. People let them nitpick their sins, bro. Bro. Like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Exactly. And you know, and it's something that Yo, um, I'm sorry, uh, Byron, you cheated on your wife five times, you right. know, and uh, I don't see you going so hard against adultery. You know what? My thing is, too, with that, all, all this, too, man, I feel like no matter how many. Sorry if there's a Byron that listening to the podcast, <laughs> but it's like, bro, I feel like it doesn't even matter how many conversations we have about this. People are going to always be in their ignorance and in their ways. That's the comment. It's like it's just our job to do our part and to just spread the love and be the anomaly, right? Be the difference and just show love. Because I feel like, again, right? We have so much division within the church, even for reasons like this, where like the fact that we even have the even have these discussions is like insane. This shouldn't even be a thing, but we have to even debate about what it is, what it is. So like I what I've learned when it comes to having debates with, with the church, bro, it almost doesn't even feel productive. I'm gonna keep it real, it doesn't yeah. feel productive. It's like, all right, bro, clearly you're in your way. I'm in my way. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do my part and show love. And that's like, mm -hmm. I don't even talk too much about what the church is doing wrong anymore. And I've just focused on what I'm doing right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the debates. I'm not a big fan of the counseling certain preachers and, and all that stuff. Like, listen, granted, I understand the whole thing about trying to correct wrongs and speak up for truth, you know, but like, I feel like so many people could just get lost in that, man. You know, Jesus, Jesus was preaching the gospel, but he was also out there just loving on people, man. Yeah. He was loving people. He was healing people. Um, there was balance, you know, so like speak the truth in love. Yeah. We're called to speak the truth in love. But at the same time, what impact are we having in this world? What impact are we having on other people? How are we loving other people? What is the true mark of what your Christianity looks like? For everybody who's listening, like I asked myself this question too. When somebody finds out that Eric is a Christian and they've known me for a long time, depending on how long it takes for them to find out that I'm a Christian, based on their understanding of who I am through their relationship with me, how does that change the definition of Christianity? Does it make it better or does it make it worse? Or does it validate everything that they thought about Christians or does it challenge it? Mm. Right? And so I try to live my life in such a way so that people who have a very poor view of Christians, when they meet me, I challenge that thought. And also at the same time, people who have a very good view of Christians that I don't challenge it. Right. You know, and that's hard. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's easy. I'm not going to sit here and say that, that I'm perfect at it. Cause I'm not lately. I've been learning how to hold the truth of my struggles along with this truth of what God is calling me to do. And mm -hmm. that's, that's hard. That's real. That's not, that's not easy because you're both being changed by God through your situation and he's working on you. And at the same time, you're trying to live the best possible life that you could live for him. Right. And like you were saying earlier, bro, that's not easy. That's a hard thing to balance. Yeah. Like it, like it is and it isn't. So like for me, I actually like the controversy. I love when, uh, actually like lately for me now, bro, I actually want to see, I actually want people to see me fail. Right. Mm. It's crazy. Right. Yep. Like, I want people to see me fail now because like, you know how, again, we paint these facades on social media at this point, bro. I love when people see me out of character. I love when people see me because at the end of the day, like I love when they tell me, yo, aren't you a Christian? Like, don't you believe in Jesus? And I said, yeah, that's exactly why I need him that much more because I'm well aware that I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't even believe I'm a Christian. And I love that because they're like, yo, like Josh, like you believe in Jesus, bro. I wouldn't even think you're saved <laughs> like, and I'm like, and I, and I always say that because I'm like, bro, it's you're like, you don't seem religious at all. And I'm like, well, exactly i believe in jesus i'm not because i'm not religious <laughs> i'm not religious and that just blows their minds on a whole different level like what you mean bro jesus is religious i'm like bro religion is what got him killed so how can you say me believing in jesus makes me religious it literally contradicts who jesus was and yeah. like bro that that leaves room for conversation right then and there yeah again i don't I love those off. moments i don't come off as this perfect have it all together you know what i mean like you know sometimes something might even slip out my mouth like i know i'm not perfect bro and I'm well aware of that. So I like to show people that too, because they think too, Christianity is all about performance. They always yeah. think it's all about works. They always think it's all about this. Like, bro, I live my life the best way that I can. And that's not always going to look perfect, which that doesn't exist. So I think that's the best way to do it, bro. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it because that right there is, it's like what I was saying earlier, you're challenging their view of what it means to be a Christian. And then that's what is going to open them up to that conversation. Exactly. Because if they think it's religion and they think that you're uh, every Sunday, you're on your knees chanting and doing backflips right. or something like that, like they're going to be like, no, nah, I'm not with that. I'm living my life. You know exactly. what I'm saying? A lot of people think because of, like you were saying, because of the facade that we put up, right? A lot of people think that um, you have to be perfect before you can follow Jesus. And right. that's like the furthest thing of the truth, which right. like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm learning how to hold my struggles in light of my purpose mm -hmm. and not hold up that facade. You right. know what I'm saying? Cause I wasn't even aware that I was fronting. 
you know, right. or that I was, I was not even fronting out or that I was hiding, mm. you know, because it's like two sides of the same coin. One side yeah. is like, you act like everything is okay. And the other side is you just try to hide the things that aren't okay so that you look good. Right. Right. And it doesn't matter how well your intentions are, what you're doing is alienating people. And what you're doing is pushing them away from the reality that they need to see mm. that's evident in your life. Right. You know? I mean, social, I, mean, I don't think, I, I don't think we do that intentionally though. Cause again, social media no. has also created a culture where we only show the highlights. We only show mm-hmm. the best parts of ourselves too. So it's also unintentional at times too. We're like, we don't mean to show the best parts of ourselves, but I mean, everyone else does it. So we're going to do the same. You rarely ever see someone post up bad news on their IG. Like, yo, yeah. I lost my car today. Like no one ever talks about the bad, you know what I mean? So yeah. again, Instagram is also created. Well, social media culture has created that too. So it's it's not hard to get sucked into that and start doing that too. So th- th- there's grace for that too, bro. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I we're, all, we're all a product of that. Yeah. You're showing the best sides. But again, bro, I'm tired of that. Yeah, I'm tired of that. <laughs> I'm tired of that, bro. Nah, bro, I hear you, man. Um, what do you think is... So one of the things that comes up to my mind, um, I remember back when I was like 15 years old, bro. Um, I remember this one distinct conversation that I had with my pastor at the time and, you know, God bless him. Um, I, I came to him and told him that I, uh, I have failed in a certain area mm-hmm. and, um, and I'll never forget this moment because it messed me up, bro. He, uh, like I was, I think I was supposed to serve. I was supposed to preach and I told him, yo, listen, I messed up and I don't know if I should preach. And uh, his response was something like, again. Oh, dang. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. I was messing up left and right. <laughs> you know? Um, but at the same time, that was OD. <laughs> That's wild. That because that junk messed me up. It messed me yeah. up. And what it did was... It didn't help. It didn't stop me from messing up. I was a 15 year old kid in ministry since I was, uh, 11 years old with no coaching, no coaching, no training, no, no, uh, mentorship, very little mentorship. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? And so it didn't stop me from messing up again. It didn't stop me from, it didn't make my character all of a sudden Billy Graham. Um, it just made it so the next time I didn't share. Yeah, that's wild. That is wild. So, so yeah. So my question to you is, um, and you can say whatever you're going to say before you answer me, but my question to you is how do you personally, um, in your life, especially as, as a minister, cause you're a minister too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you balance letting the world see your struggles? while at the same time showing the work that God is doing in your heart. Well, why? Because for me, for me real quick, I'll tell you my bad for me real quick. It was hard for me after that to understand that it was okay for me to struggle in certain areas. I think that was like the seed form of me realizing that if I'm in ministry, I got to act right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so I actually came to a conclusion. I actually came to that conclusion and learning about that more, like the effects of being vulnerable and being honest again about what I went through. Well, for one, believe it or not, Daryl played a big part in that revelation for me. Right. So before I started, uh, rapping, right. When I had my first, first, first show at my youth ministry, I actually had a heavy burden on my heart with something that I, that I had struggled with in the past, like a skeleton. Like we're not talking about just a regular yeah. thing. We're talking about a skeleton in my closet and i remember uh talking to daryl about it i said bro i don't, I don't even think i'm even worthy to be on stage for the things that i've done i shouldn't even be on stage so i had a conversation and i told him i, I, and I basically felt that he was the first he's the only person that knows about the skeleton and i cried my eyes up and mm-hmm. he was like completely unbothered by this fact i thought maybe he was gonna look at me a different way i thought maybe whatever the case is and he's like so and and right there like it hit me so hard like wow bro like even with my struggles and stuff like that, like it doesn't, 
doesn't change anything. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I actually, they actually felt liberating showing people what I, what I'm going through, and now, and again, us being a product of how God has taken us out of those things. You know what I mean? So that that hit me really hard right then and there. That was like around 2000, maybe 15, 2014. Yeah, and my ministry took off after that because I was just choosing just to show people the struggle. But in that, right. Show the struggle, but also show what God is doing and how we're still hopeful, how we still choose to persevere. I think that's also yeah. key, right? Like, all right, I'm going to show you my struggle, but here's what God is doing in that. Here's my struggle, yeah. but I'm not giving up. Here's my struggle, but I still have faith that things are going to get better. Like, it, there's a balance where you have to show your struggle, but also still show what God is doing. Because in reality, we can never say that God's not doing anything in the midst of our struggle. So that shouldn't even be difficult. Like, God is still faithful. And um, again, I, I literally dropped a project called The Good, Bad, and Ugly literally just talking about the struggles and the response that I got out of that was insane. I did not think people were going to resonate that much with, with my pain. So from that point on, I'm like, yo, might as well be honest about the things that I'm going through, right? Cause I didn't even try to act cocky. You know how a lot of rappers, they always try to act like, yeah, I got it. I got it like this. The whole project was just me literally talking about my struggles with trust, with love and all these mm -hmm. things. And bro, at the end of the day, our misery is our ministry. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's the reason why it's really not that hard to just be trans. I wear my heart on my sleeve, bro. I feel like I'm very transparent in telling people the things that I'm going through, are going through. What are my battles? What are my like? You know, what are my seasons? Like even now, I tell you, like I've been struggling with patience. Yeah, I have no issue like letting you know what's going on with me, but I know for a fact that in the end, God's gonna do His way with me and what He's teaching me. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And yo, just to like even bring it bring it back full circle. Um, just to do, for lack of a better word, a comparison there. Um, what Daryl mirrored to you in that moment was was love. You know, and not everybody can do that. Yeah. Not everybody could do that. There's a lot of people that can't. I know there were se many seasons in my life where I couldn't. And so I hold nothing against my pastor. Yeah, from back in the day that did that. Like, um, I'm not upset with him. He's a human being. He, you know, in that moment, whatever, it happened. Right. You know, and many of us would make the same mistake. So right. we should all strive to be the person that shows love in that moment. Like, yo, if you're in ministry and you're listening to this and you're leading people, yo, lean into love every single time. Lean into love. You don't know how big of an effect that love could have. Imagine if Daryl would have been like, oh, nah, bro. I don't think you should minister. You need to deal with that. Mm -hmm. The end. You yep. might have never rapped again. Yep. Pretty much. You might have never rapped again because you don't understand the amount of strength it probably took you to share that with one person and everything hinged on that one moment. So when you are that one person, make sure you got the love of Jesus in your heart. No, nope. Yo, because bro, and yo, if you're listening to this, let me tell you something. I've been hearing the stuff that this guy is cooking up. It's on a slow burn, but it's more fire. And I don't say that about a lot of people, you know, this guy, if he would not be working on that gift to use it for God's glory, it would be a major loss to this world. Yeah, it would be straight up facts. Time will prove and tell you will see it. And people will go back to this episode and they'll be like, yo, Eric was right. You know, like I'm being so serious right now. I know it's funny, but I'm being so serious and I'm just thankful. Like even me as your boy, I'm thankful. I'm mad thankful right now. I got mad. Like, I literally want to hit up Daryl and be like, yo, thank you. He's going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, bro. Daryl's but but guy, it's bro. real, bro, because it's real. Because in that moment, your ministry could have died. Well, the show, uh, that, it could have died. That's all the words took. But, but I will say this too, right? Keep in mind, I've also like been in your shoes too, where I've had leaders to say something that's crazy to me. That burden, whoever yeah, me discouraged me too. But again, me not choosing to be bitter about these leaders that were for also a season. 
I didn't let that yeah. take away from meeting Daryl one day and him giving him a word that was going to change my life forever. You know yeah. what I mean? Same thing applies for friendships. Like, again, that's a come. Like, again, things are just for a season. So even yeah. with all those leaders that you had in for a season, doesn't mean that you're gonna you're not gonna have great mentors down the road that are going mm-hmm. to encourage you and enable you to to push you that much further. Also, so Absolutely. that also played a part in me again not being bitter and again just accepting these for what they are, moving past the disappointments. And now look, God ended up putting these the right people into my life that changed my life forever. You know what I mean? So I'm forever grateful for that man. Like, yo, that so that one little moment definitely did change everything. And yeah, bro, that's where I learned again, being honest about the things that we go through that much more. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. I mean, that 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 transparency, that vulnerability is going to put you in a position where you're going to get judged by some people. Um, comes with the territory. You're going to get you're going to it comes with the territory. You're going to get hurt. But um, choosing to not do it also. um eliminates you from the experience of experiencing that depth of love that you would, you know, and that's like our deepest desire. Our deepest desire is to be fully known and fully loved. Absolutely. Like imagine like, yo bro, if you knew it, I like, we all think this, if you knew everything about me, you could not love me. You see, so what's crazy about that, bro. I feel like when we had that conversation, when you told me about like everything that you were going through, I actually felt closer to you than I ever have for the amount of years that we've been cool. Right. Because you're the, you, you are the right person. Right. And then there's, we all, but we all have that fear. Yeah. That's why we hold back. Right. We all hold back to different degrees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I would, and like, I'm not going to exactly tell everybody that's listening to go out there and just start talking to everybody about oh, all of their, sure. their issues, you know, cause that's not wise either, but it's like those people who are in the trenches with you, those people who are bleeding with you, they're bleeding with you for a reason. And that's what I'm yeah. learning. Yeah. Right. If somebody's willing to, to be in there with you and you take that chance with them and they don't shy away. Lean in. Yep. Lean in. If they shy away, okay, the relationship can't go there. It can't bear that weight. And you have to be okay with that. Right. Like we were talking about earlier, you got to be okay with it. That that, th- that person either is not mature enough or they haven't dealt with their own trauma or, you know, whatever it is. It's okay. If they're only your basketball friend, if you can only watch... Th- Knicks games with them if you can only game with them or you guys are 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 close friends on uh I don't know you you have this similar interest that you really enjoy doing with that person keep on doing it you just know that that's it the relationship only goes to that level yeah unless that person grows right but then that's people, okay but for people who have trust issues right that could be hard because the guy people be like oh but I want to open up so the only way that you conquer that, of course, you have to put yourself back into a place of trust, but also having boundaries, right? So instead of you giving out all your junk to a person, you give it to them in pieces and you see how they take it. Now, if you, like, if you already kind of see a little reaction, like they're not mature enough, then I, you take a step back. But at least you didn't give yourself all and then get hurt again. But yeah. you also can't keep yourself fully reserved. So again, it's just about yeah. having boundaries too in your vulnerability and seeing how they take it from there. Because look how look how long we've been cool. And like every day I still feel like I learn things about you because you just give me a little bit more to 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 so you know to accept and to learn about you. So I also think boundaries are very important too, because to again to see the maturity of an individual to see if they are really there for you and not just for what you have to offer. Yeah. Yeah, word. And another I think another thing that I'm learning as well that I'd like to share with anybody listening. Is that if you're the person that is hearing stuff from a friend, they're sharing with you, share with them too. You know, like, don't, don't be, don't just be the great listener friend. Right. Everybody has that friend who's a great listener, but then you sit there and you wait for them to share with you about what they're going through. 
and they don't say anything. <laughs> right. And it's like, I don't want to share with somebody who keeps their life to themselves. Yeah. You know, or maybe I want to share with them less. And so it takes, um, and I'm, I'm saying I'm learning that because that's who I am. <laughs> I'm a great listener. But then when it comes to talking about me, that's what I struggled with, right? For different reasons. And I, and I have to deal with those reasons. I have to learn that people do care about me. I have to learn that people do want to hear about what I'm going through and that I have friends that, that do care about my struggles and aren't going to shy away. Right. Ugly. And the only way that I'm going to learn that is by sharing. Mm -hmm. Right. And by dealing with any hurts and traumas that I might have based on my childhood or whatever the case may be, any messages that I've internalized, I got to deal with them. And then in and through that, I'll be able to see the love that people have for me. Bars. <laughs> now I'm played. <laughs> No, but for real though, like just don't be don't be that friend that only listens well. You know, because um great. It's great that you can listen. It's great that you can hear something. And that doesn't mean that you have to just straight up go and and start sharing immediately. You know, everything has its time and its place. But um if that person is sharing with you and you feel like they're a trustworthy person, like Josh was saying, like, you know have boundaries, lean in little by little, like start off with just talking about a rough day. And if they don't want to hear about your rough day, then they don't want to hear about your rough life. Then God, that day, like you're trash. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, seriously. It's like, you tried yeah. keep going. Exactly. And it, it didn't cost you like the world to do that either. You know what I mean? Like, nah. Never hurts to try. Never hurts to make an effort. You know what I mean? You don't have yeah. nothing to lose with that. You know? Yeah. But the only time it's going to cost you is if you shared your whole trauma. Right? Yeah. That's what it's going to cost you. Like, don't go all deep. Like, just take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not going to say, like, hi, like, my name is, I'm a drug addict. Like, you're not about to just, like, drop them like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's wild. But no, it, it's balance. You know? So yeah. that's been, like, that's been, like, the, that's been, like, the key thing for me too you know what i mean so it, it was crazy like friendship too has been like a really big thing for me in this season you know what i mean i also feel like you know it's so weird bro and, I, and i'm gonna keep it g like i even feel like after the wedding i, I feel like my i found a new appreciation for friendship mm. like a whole new appreciation for friendship too and also seeing people's true colors too um yeah. but I, it, honestly it's it definitely has opened up a, a new perspective on friendship as a whole for me you know because like Bro, to think that I would never have thought, right? Even like with the friends that I have now, that so you know, it's actually crazy. And I, I don't know if I ever told you this. Uh, I had a hard reset in my life at one point, right, where I had nobody, and I remember I asked God, and this also play, plays a big part too in friendships too, and for people who have trust issues. I have prayed to God, like God, send real people my way. And to think that I am where I am now, and I have these friends who I could be honest and transparent with, and and tell people my struggles and that have still been along for the ride, regardless of the things that I've done and said. Cause I know sometimes I, I could be wilding with the mouth sometimes, but it, it's it's just a it's a beautiful thing to see. So I also think we have to be intentional and be praying to it, like for God to bring people into our lives. You know what I mean? Cause like again, bodies are also important, but we also have to pray too that God also brings the right people mm -hmm. in our direction too. Cause there could also be people that go into your life also that can disrupt what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Also. That's facts. Yeah, bro. It's like, what are you praying about? A lot of people will complain more than they pray. Yeah. They'll complain about everything that they don't like, but they'll never pray about it. Absolutely. Yo, pray about it. If you don't like the relationships that you have right now, yo, pray about it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's really just that simple. And it'll come in time too. And then even in those moments where you don't have friends, just focus on, on yourself and focus on, on the issues too that you have internally. So that way, when you do we all get got friendships, you will bleed on people who never cut you too. That's facts. That's facts. God, God might not be sending those people right now because it may be his protection for them and you. Exactly. So pray, have an open ear to God 
so that he could continue to work on you and do the things that he needs to do on you. Um, so that when those people do come, you're ready for it. Yeah. It's a blessing and not a curse. You know what I'm saying? You ever seen like a dog that's been abused and somebody comes and tries to love on that dog? It's trembling. It's, it's, it's trying to bite that person. It's running away because all they are used to is trauma and abuse. Yeah. And so many times as people, all we're used to is maybe, maybe trauma and abuse, but maybe a lesser form of that. Maybe we're just used to being let down. Maybe we're just used to feeling like we're not enough. No. Maybe we're just used to shame. And so you come and you have a healthy person trying to relate to you. But because you have all this junk inside of you, you can't show up for that relationship. Yep. Or you can't show up fully. And then you're frustrated that you don't have healthy relationships. Now, that's yeah. not to like, that's not to make people feel bad about themselves. Now, I don't want you to enter a deeper shame cycle. No, maybe it's just to wake you up to that fact so that you can say, you know what? This is not what I want anymore. So I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to do his work inside of me and change me so that I could show up for this relationship. And if your heart is willing and ready to receive that change, listen, you're 10 steps ahead of a lot of people. Yeah. I still look at it. And you know what? It could even go the other way around too, right? Where sometimes God won't bring that other person around too, because you might become too codependent of that person also. Right. So you might become too dependent of that friendship and then not even, you know what I mean? Throw everything else out the window. So, yeah. bro, and that's also right. Going back to what we talked about, how sometimes friends are only for a season. Some people don't know how to let go of certain friendships either that are yeah, clearly toxic. They've expired. Yeah. That have been expired, but yet you're still trying to cling on. And yet there's nothing mm -hmm. but toxicity. But sometimes we, do, we don't think we could do any better. You know what I yeah. mean? That's all we know. It's safe. It's familiar. <laughs> So that's also like another big, it could be that's episode two right there. Yeah. That could be, yo, <laughs> yo real talk. Cause we it. could, we could go into that. I'm not going to, we lie. could go into that, my boy, bro. Because listen, it's not, it's not to talk down to anybody though, but yo, listen, what do you think you deserve? Some of y'all need to hear this. You deserve better. You deserve way better. God wants to give you better. God is trying to give you better. I be wanting to strangle people sometimes with that too, bro. Like they just don't grasp that idea at all. Bro, bro, they don't. They don't. But the thing about it is that before God can give you better, you have to let go of what is in your hands. Because I do. <laughs> Somebody, somebody take tithing off for it real quick, because that's the word right there. Yeah, bro. I bro, that's if you are still holding on to dear life, to all this garbage in your hands, it doesn't matter how good the gift is. If I give you the gift, when you have garbage in your hands, it taints the gift. Exactly. And so like, yo, God wants, God wants people to start to realize that all that stuff they're holding on to is not for them. But I mean, that's the thing when they don't know who they are in Christ either, bro, they, they're going to, they're going to take whatever they can get. You know what I mean? They rather, they rather be miserable than it's crazy that people rather be miserable than alone. Like the fact that that's even a choice. Yeah. We'll rather be miserable than alone. Yeah, it's and unfortunate. That, that's insane for me, man. So that's what come. I make that always my heart to always point people into the direction of who they they should be and what they deserve. Yeah, always. Yeah, that's facts, bro. Like I really, my heart really goes out to all of those people. We've all been there. Yeah, you know, I have been there before, and so like my heart really goes out to them because I just wish that people would start to see what God really wants to do with them, what God really wants to do with the pain that they're experiencing, how he wants to use that pain, right? And how he just wants to glorify him. Like, yo, 
If we could understand the depths and the magnitude of God's plan for our life, we would never settle for less, yo. And there's some people, there's so many people, there's so many Christians out there that the purpose of their life and trying to reach out for what God has for them is not even on their radar. They don't care. But it's like, if you could see, if you could see, and it's not even like, it's not even for the gift. It's not even for that. That's just an add-on. If you could see what life would look like, if you could just relate to Jesus in a deep way, you wouldn't want anything else. What's up? If you could see the relationships he wants to give you, if you could see the marriage that he wants to give you, if he wants to, if you could see the healthy uh, uh, ways of being that he wants to give you, you sitting here thinking that you could never be a good father. Meanwhile, God has this version of you that is an amazing, not a perfect dad, but an amazing father to his children. And you sitting here wondering whether you even want to have kids because you don't think you're capable of it. Come on, bro. How many things do we miss out on? Because we counted ourselves out of the fight before we even got into it. God has more for us. Yep. But that, that definitely is a process though. I'll tell you that. It you is. Know? But again, that it also is. comes with, uh, that definitely takes a lot of time though. But again, it's also being yes. intentional, willing to get to, to actually chase that though, right? But until you can even acknowledge that you deserve better. But that's the thing too, man. I think ultimately that all falls in identity though, right? Mm-hmm. Like ultimately, if you don't know who you are, bro, you're going to settle for anything. You're going to latch onto anything. You're going to attach yourself to pretty much about anything. So until you can find who you are in Christ, bro, all that stuff is just going to fall. It's just it's going to fall short, you know? So I, I really do pray that everybody does come to that conclusion. Like, bro, like you deserve better. And sometimes you got to affirm yeah. yourself that and tell yourself that on a day to day too, right? Because words carry weight. Like you have to constantly affirm yourself. You deserve better, even when things don't look better, you know? Yeah. So I, don't, I feel like that's, that's a continuous process. Yeah, I think even now, right? I think we we all always, you know, even to this day, I'm always like, bro, I know I could, I could do better. I know I deserve better. I know. Oh, yeah. I think that's a regular, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think you're ever going to want to stop ever wanting to to have better, you know? And, yeah. and and as we should, as people of God, bro, we should be persevering anyway. We should be winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facts. We should be 100%, winning, bro. bro. We should be. Um, Man, I think this is a great, time for us to just put a period here you know i think we got to come back for an episode two uh at some point we will uh to dive into some of these topics a little bit more um but i think that if you really listen to this at least to this point then you should leave blessed (laughs) and i think that you have some actionable steps like bro i'm i'm taking action in some areas based on our conversation um and so if I can do that as the host of this podcast, I think that most people listening should be able to as well. Um, and I just want to end with, uh, if you're listening to this, I just want to end with encouraging all of you guys to say, I do deserve better. Say it to yourself. Even if you think your life is great right now, you do deserve better. And that might mean something completely different for many of you. It might mean... An eternal thing, you deserve a better way of being, a better way of being a husband, a father, some of you a mother, a wife, a friend. Some of you, it might be something that's more external. It might be your job. It might be your relationships, a relationship you got to let go of, whatever. But I'm sure that God will bring something to your mind right now that you do deserve better. So I want you to say that to yourself. I do deserve better. And with that, I just want to thank you guys all for listening. If you are still here, make sure you leave a comment down below to uh, continue the conversation. And um, I just appreciate you guys so much for being here. If you're on YouTube, make sure that you uh, like and uh, subscribe. Um, If you're listening to on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, obviously you can't leave a comment there, Um, but you can share the podcast or you can leave a review. That definitely helps. 
um, other people to see how valuable the podcast is. And also, Josh, I just want you to share how people can connect with you if they're interested in doing that. So, yeah, so uh, you can get them. So I'm on IG pretty much. Uh, so you guys can get 100 percent, 100 percent. Like, you know, like if you, people still try to add me on Facebook, bro. I don't be on that. Uh, so <laughs> uh, TikTok and on Instagram, the sure world. I'll definitely be doing more stuff soon, too. So, you know, definitely would like to do life with y'all. So. Yeah, keep an eye out because my man is working. He is working. That that marriage life got him working, boy, because he is ready and fired up. <laughs> he came back. Yeah, bro. You came back from that honeymoon. And he was like, "All right, it's time to work." I like yeah, that. Yeah, bro. The, the, the pen hand's been itching, so we definitely. Yeah, I hear work. that. I'm excited. Nah, that's All right, happy, guys, bro. thank you so much. No, thank you so much for being on, bro. It, it was such a pleasure, man. And thank you guys for listening. Having a ba- amazing week. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.